We're here to share with you inspiring stories that bring to life all the little and big ways that people bring more love, joy, laughter, and humanness to everyday life. Our focus is the hunt for those little moments that refuel the human soul and reminds us what life is really all about. I invite you to sit back, enjoy the moments, enjoy the stories, the adventures, and the journeys. to another episode of What the World Needs More of. My name is Jarek Robbins. I am your host for this journey of the soul. Today we are joined by a special guest, Matthew. I'm going to mess this up. Aitchinson? <laughs> Close enough, man. Close enough. I'm so sorry. Names. I was born with an awesome... Well, I was given a special name after birth. So for some reason, I, I pay forward the awesomeness to everyone else. How do I pronounce yeah. your last name properly? You have to, man. It's Hison, like the letter H Isson. And to be honest, I was close. I, I can count on, you know, both my hands how many times people have said that correct the first time. So you're not oh, alone, buddy. Moly. Well, I'm glad I gave it some effort. Uh, well, Matthew, thank you for joining us. Um, we're going to dive into the first question of the show, which is what do you believe the world needs more of? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of things that come to mind there. But first and foremost, I think the world in general needs more leaders. Hmm. You know, I think we need more people that and let's go down even let's niche it down even further. Leaders who take extreme ownership in all areas of their life. And that can be, you know, somebody in business that can just be your average everyday individual, right, who's leading themselves at a high level and following their passion, their purpose, but it takes extreme ownership in all areas of your life to really unlock the potential of yourself, of the opportunities, of the relationships, of the conversations, right? So taking ownership for all areas of your life, the good, the bad, the ugly, is a very great place to start and foundation for being a launching pad into other awesome, epic things that we get to experience on this crazy journey we're on. I love it. Now, for people who aren't familiar with the concept of extreme ownership, uh, could you give us maybe a line or two on what that means as far as personal decisions or, or like you said, personal ownership, personal responsibility? What does that mean? Yeah, I mean, it, it really it means taking complete ownership for everything. Every, I mean, everything in your life. So whether, you know, something external happens in your world that – uh, you immediately want to go into victim mode or mentality or point the finger or say, well, because that person did this, this is why something can or can't happen. Um, and, and really, it's just taking extreme ownership of all the things that you yourself are in control of. And when we take that power back, right, everything that is going on around us doesn't become uh, – we, we, we don't become powerless and become – you know, a, a victim to those circumstances, we find a way to navigate those circumstances in our life at the highest level and do to the best of our ability what we can 
in a manner that serves us, right? Instead of something that, that hinders us. Wow. Powerful, powerful. And I love it. So here's a question, getting to know more about you. What would you consider to be your wow factor? What makes you uniquely you? And what are some of the moments in life that help shape it? Yeah, I would say, you know, one of, uh, one of my superpowers is connection. So whether it is, you know, somebody on, on the street panhandling for money or it's a, a top CEO, um, I can meet them where they are. And, and I think that's a lot of that comes from, you know, emotional intelligence and being able to connect with people in a way that, uh, allows you to create space for conversations, for relationships, for things that ultimately, you know, allow two people uh, or groups uh, to to connect in a way that that serves everybody at a high level to make progress in in that space. So for me, it's it's connection and building authentic relationships with people, finding a way to serve individuals in those relationships. And part of that connection, right, and being able to to connect with people in in that capacity comes from if I were to go a little bit deeper and peel back another layer to that onion, it would be an insatiable curiosity, right? To always be learning from people. And I remember when I was interviewing Robert Herjavec from Shark Tank, uh, this was something that just kind of stuck out to me was he said, you know, everybody has something to teach us, but it is up to us to figure out what that is. And in that very entitled, you know, mindset society that we are in today in many capacities, right? Wanting things delivered to us, given to us with a you know, a package and a bow and all this beautiful wrapping when we want, how we want. Uh, it's it's our duty, right? Going back to ownership, it's our responsibility to stay curious, stay humble, find a way to connect with people and learn and grow and find what serves us and how we can serve them. So connection and curiosity, I would say, are two of my, my superpowers, my wow factors. I like it. And what moments help shape that? I know the conversation with Robert might have, but what other moments helped really build those two for you? Yeah, you know, it kind of honestly leads into, I think, one of the future questions that you're going to ask, which uh, was a, a moment in my life where I was extremely humbled. Mm -hmm. And it was actually when I was uh, arrested. I was in jail. I was facing felony charges for um, some poor decision making in my life. And uh, from there on out, you know, I had to decide, hey, I need to I need to check this ego. I need to check this ego massively because the one thing that I now know is uh, I don't know squat, right? And, and if I really have that mentality and stay in a position of learning and a position of trying to grow and instead of thinking that I know everything, um, it, it, it keeps me in that hunt hungry, humble state to always find a way to maximize, you know, the opportunities and, and the people and the environments and the situations that I find myself in. And, um, that, that was a big kind of, it was a dark time in my life, but it was a big wake up call. And it was probably one of the greatest takeaways that I've continued to employ, you know, in every experience of life and business to uh, just stay curious because uh, some of my, my, I know for me, some of my greatest break, breakthroughs, some of my greatest relationships and friendships, some of my greatest experiences have been when I checked my ego at the door and said, hey, I'm, I'm open to what's going to happen here in this, 
you know, in this conversation or this experience or, you know, what I'm, what I'm sharing in this moment right now. And if, uh, if I, if I remain humble and I stay in that type of position, uh, I'm going to learn some great things that are either going to serve me at a high level moving forward. It's going to solidify, uh, some beliefs that I already have and, and help me continue to build on those. Very cool. And, and so in that moment, you said it was a humbling moment. You're getting arrested. You, you, you made some interesting decisions that led to that point. At what point did it bring about that, that humbleness feeling? Was it like, was it the moment where you got caught and you're like, oh crap, maybe I'm not as cool as I thought, or maybe I'm not as slick as I thought. Or was it the moment where you just kind of looked yourself in the mirror and thought, what the heck just happened? Uh, yeah, or, it, 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 it was a little bit of all of it, man, to be honest. Um, you know, long, long story short, I, um, the charges were dropped and I was basically gifted, uh, a second chance, a big second chance. And that was something that I really wasn't going to waste. I wasn't willing to allow myself to waste that because, um, you know, for a long part of my life, and I'm sure many people can relate to this is internally or in our mindset, right? Or even externally, we, we say one thing, right? And that's what I, you know, I would say my audio, uh, did not match my video and how my actions and my life was actually playing out. And when I was gifted that, uh, that second chance, I was not only humbled to have that opportunity, right? I felt it was my duty to, um, do something with it. And, and that was, uh, the rear view mirror windshield moment of going, all right, you know, I've, uh, Definitely have made some mistakes, definitely not perfect, um, but I have the power to decide what direction I, I take this, you know, with my life. And I remember going, you know, I'm not going to sit there and dwell on the rear view mirror because if that's all I did, I'd lose sight of the windshield and everything that is in front of me and all my hopes and dreams. And, and that would ultimately, you know, if I did focus on that, uh, lead me to crashing and burning and it wouldn't serve me at the highest level. So I committed to, you know, staying humble, staying curious, um, you know, checking my ego at the door and just showing up and playing full out every single day to maximize that second chance. And has it helped? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, the, uh, of course, you know, life is, um, uh, quite the experiential journey that, you know, I think by staying in that mindset and rooting a lot of what I do into that foundation, um, it has allowed me to really one, first and foremost, align with who I am, you know, because that's, that's the, the biggest, I think, challenge for a lot of people is like really getting to the root of like, who are you? You know, what do you stand for? What are your core values? What are you made of? And, um, it allowed me to, it was really, it was Brene Brown uh, had read or had written this book, the gift of imperfections. I was 20 years old when I read it mm. and, you know, I'd kind of come from a very masculine space and don't explore emotions and don't, uh, you know, talk about this or do that. And, uh, that book gave me permission to really, uh, go down a path of self discovery and really define, you know, who, who is it that you are? And of course that's, you know, as the decade has rolled on, um, now 30, it has allowed me to really just identify the organic mat 
and push into that and explore that. And by doing so and aligning with that individual, every relationship, every experience, every opportunity, every conversation, all of those things in my external world just started to mirror the organic person of who I was. So it, uh, it's been a, it's been a great journey and it has led me into many amazing opportunities and, you know, helped connect me with the many amazing people. And, um, you know, I think that's one of the greatest things anybody can do is, is get clear in who they are and comfortable with who they are and, you know, turn up the volume on that person and really get connected to, uh, how you can bring that out and share that with as many people as possible. Very cool. Very cool. So books have that power. They show up at just the right yes. time. And if you read it, uh, I, I think books give us a window of opportunity. It gives us that moment where if we want to step through it and go for it, we can change everything and transform who we are and how we show up and everything we do. And, and it's a moment though. And if we don't step through that window of opportunity, if we don't step into that moment, then the, then it closes and moves on. And maybe we'll run into that book later in life when we're ready. Uh, but yeah. it sounds like at so 20, true. 20 years old, you were ready and you took that step through the window and you not only defined who you are, but it sounds like you, you amplified who you are and turned up the volume on that person and, and, you know, allowed it to redefine who you are. That's powerful. What about an awe-inspiring moment? A moment that maybe left your jaw on the ground, just a moment of awe. Yeah, you know, there's a, there's a few that come to mind. One in particular, though, that um, as I started doing my podcast and sharing my message and interviewing, and, you know, other amazing guests like yourself and, you know, many other high impact individuals living rich and fulfilling lives. Um, you know, it made me realize that how, how many people don't have access to these kind of conversations on a daily basis. And there was uh, one woman, um, who had lived in Africa and was considering committing suicide and had listened to the podcast and, uh, said because she had heard it that day, uh, she was actually thinking about taking her life that day. And she had sent me a message um, a week later and had kind of said, based on what was shared in that interview, had inspired her not to do that, to explore other options. And that she did have the means and the ability to create the life that she wanted. And she had kind of shifted and flipped that mindset. And it just reminded me that that was a very powerful moment for me. One, just to, you know, remember that someone needs to hear your message. Someone out there is truly uh, in need of, of what you have the ability to share with them and gift them. And uh, I think about how many other people around the world aren't sharing their unique message and their unique power with the world and uh, what impact it could make. So that right there was just a very inspiring moment to remind me of, you know, why I do what I do and why I think other people should, uh, you know, push into really just getting unemotional about the way it makes you feel and getting emotional of what it can do for somebody else's life. And that was a great reminder for me. Very cool. What about your greatest fear? It used to be dying. It used to be dying, and I and I think that was just um, uh, really tied to this, which was not living up to my maximum potential and, and getting the most you know juice from the squeeze of life. 
And, and the way I've really continued to tackle that is uh, showing up and playing full out every single day, leaving nothing, nothing, you know, not leaving anything left on on um, on the floor, and, and making sure that I, you know, I I play full out in every single thing that I do. And by doing that, it has, uh, you know, given me permission to say, hey, if, you know, if, if it was my time today, I uh, I I know that I've 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 left it all out there, and so. I think that's the the biggest thing is just making sure that, um, you know, we don't fall back into comfort zones or to poor patterns and habits uh, that prevent, you know, ma- maximizing that potential that we all have within us. Right. And if it used to be dying, what is it now? Uh, I think it's it's just that it's just not living not living up to my potential. And right. and, and am I going to make the greatest impact that I know I can make? Um, if I, if I show up every day and, and build the right habits and disciplines and mindset and surround myself in the right environment, um, I know I can continue to maximize what that looks like. Very cool. Very cool. Tapping into the fullest potential at all times. That's awesome. What about your future? What are you most excited about in the future? I think I'm just most excited about the, you know, the, the impact that I know I can have. The impact that I know I can have and by pursuing that impact, the people that I'll get to meet and connect with and learn from. And, uh, and I think I'm most excited about the journey. It's really not the destination. Of course, it's always getting to some certain milestone, but as I look over the last decade of really, you know, exploring everything that I can in pursuit of my goals, the person that I've become over that last decade, uh, looking back is I'm extremely proud of that. You know, and I couldn't always say that. And so what the next decade holds as I pursue new milestones and new achievements and new relationships and new experiences, not only what I'm going to learn through that journey, but also who I'm going to become as a person. And that's exciting to me. Very cool. And, and describe who will that person be in the future? Who do you anticipate them being? I'm sure what our, what our plans are and what happens might be interesting, but who do you anticipate yourself becoming? Hmm. That's, that's a good question. I would say, you know, it's a, a very clear, um, passionate. uh, And when I say clear, clear in my purpose, like, right. Very, very clear in who I'm there to, to serve and support and connect with very compassionate and caring. Um, obviously, you know, loving individual, um, and a leader, you know, someone who, who stands for something, uh, not only for themselves every single day, but something bigger than themselves. So uh, as that, you know, mission and, and message continues to get clearer for me and, and kind of formulate in my external world, I'm excited to see what kind of human being I become in order to fulfill that. Awesome, man. Awesome. Okay, so we're going to switch gears to the second segment of our show. We call this the nuts and bolts. This is the tactical, tangible, practical, applicable, immediately applied type advice for everyone tuning in. Uh, Our first question here is, what do you currently focus the majority of your thoughts and time and life on each day as of right now? Yeah, so for me, mine is is optimizing myself. That's really where I spend most of my time. I mean, I spend my morning routine, my evening routine, um, nurturing 
myself and my mindset and really trying to bulletproof what that looks like in order to show up in my daily activities, right? My, I guess my in the trenches time of work and connecting with people and working on projects in the business and rolling out new ideas and things along those lines. But majority of my time is spent on human optimization and staying aware so that way I'm empowered to make the right decisions, build the right habits, you know, have the right disciplines throughout my day. So Matt shows up at the highest level, most energized, most clear, most passionate, most purposeful. Uh, and when I am, you know, optimized from a mind, body and spirit perspective, uh, it makes working in the trenches a whole lot easier, being a dad a whole lot easier, being a great husband a whole lot easier, being a great leader in my business a whole lot easier because it is, I don't want to say it's effortless, but it is more of a subconscious, um, you know, ingrained in my DNA action versus it being something that I consistently, you know, have to to check boxes on. So I try and spend as much time optimizing myself and, and building those, those subconscious um, patterns that ultimately create the results externally uh, that I want to create. Sweet. Now, with that, what would you say is a key to your success? Uh, for me, it's it's been planning. It's been planning, and through planning gives me clarity. Um, and and when I say that, you know, for me, uh, my natural personality profile is not to slow down and plan and be organized. I'm actually the exact opposite. Um, and as I started studying other millionaires and billionaires and high achievers, what I realized was they were all very, very crystal clear in what they were looking to achieve, how they were going to achieve it, the execution plan. And that really got me thinking a little bit differently of, hey, if I want to create and achieve these same results in my life, let me adopt and model after some of these individuals. And now everybody's got a different process for doing this, right? But whatever the goal is or whatever the mission is every single day, you should be very, very clear, very clear in what that is and be able to not only define that for yourselves, but to be able to share that with other people. Because when we are clear, it gives us the ability to say yes to the right things and no to the wrong things. So staying in alignment is much easier when we are clear on what that is. Once we're clear on what that is, uh, for me, and when it comes down to the planning, I break down. So I, I get clear on what the you know the objective is, and then I break that objective down on what it looks like to actually achieve that. Then from there, I can plan it out accordingly in my day or my month or my quarter or whatever it may be. Um, and that's really where I kind of can create my execution plan. I enroll accountability around that. And, you know, whether that's through mentors, paid coaches, accountability groups, um, having that accountability. And then it's just, you know, once you're clear on what the, the plan is and what the roadmap is and how you're going to get there, it's just building the right habits and disciplines to get in the trenches and execute on that every single day. And as I execute, right, and kind of talking about awareness, um, I'm obsessively tracking a lot of these things so I can figure out how to optimize the areas that I may need to make some little adjustments or course corrections on, or I can double down on the stuff that I'm crushing it in um, to really, like you said, right, optimize that human performance throughout uh, throughout the day or throughout life in general. So staying aware um, through that process 
uh, and being clear on what that process is and really taking some time to plan it out, two steps maybe back, but then by doing so, you're taking 10 forward uh, has given me uh, some it, I, I don't want to say it's it, it's a it's a hack, but it is something that ultimately, by doing so, has allowed me to cover a lot more ground and avoid wasting a lot of time. Hmm. Hmm. Very powerful. Very powerful. Planning, clarity, execution, optimizing, fine tuning. I love it. Now, our final question: What is one actionable tip to help others achieve the kind of experience and success that you've created in your life in theirs? Yeah, I, number number one for me is is it's either mentorship or it's it's paid coaching or accountability. Uh, that that for me has hands down been the number one greatest life and business hack. It, it's 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 like pouring gasoline on your fire. Um, to be able to tap into somebody else's wisdom and experiences and knowledge and relationships that have taken them years, right, to probably uh, build and create, to be able to tap into their business, to be able to tap into whatever it is that you're looking to achieve and level up in. I mean, that's that that's what I, I, I get clear in who that person is. I create or I get clear in what it is that I'm looking for in that person. Then I get clear and I create my hit list of who that person might be, whether that's somebody local in you know, my area, whether that's a virtual mentor, whether that's a, a mastermind group, whatever it may be. I create my hit list. Then I identify, right, how do I get in that person's world? I create an ask and I strengthen that relationship. And so the mentorship or the coaching piece can shorten your learning curve, it can accelerate the results you're looking to get, and it can be one of the best ways to align yourself with people who have the income, the relationships, the lifestyle, the business, the travel, whatever it is that you desire by just going directly to the source and paying them or finding a way through you know, the value you deliver to be in their world and have them pour back into you. And so if anybody could take one thing away um, and, and I was one of these people in the beginning where I was like, oh, I don't have that kind of money or, oh, it's not worth the investment. I'll just figure it out this way. I can tell you, you will save years and years and thousands of hours, and it will make you more money than you ever invest in it, uh, when you align with the right coach and the right mentors. So if you can find somebody like that, uh, I, I believe that you will cover two X, uh, at a minimum, the amount of ground uh, than if you were to try and do this alone. Very cool. Very cool. Well, thank you, sir, for sharing so much with us of your experience, your insight, your knowledge. Um, if people want to tune into your podcast and or find you online, where should they go? Yeah, they can head over to mattachison.com or listen uh, at the Rich Life Podcast. We got uh, my good buddy, Jarek Robbins, rocking out in uh, early 2019 on the show. So we got some amazing guests and we interview people that are all about uh, that, that live a true rich life, right? And that's taking rich, the definition of rich far beyond dollars that are living like millionaires in all areas of their life, whether they have those seven figures in their bank account or not. So uh, they can check that out on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or uh, we got all kinds of cool free resources, checklists, and the show on mattachison.com.
Very cool. So I'm going to spell it correctly. I, I might have struggled <laughs> saying it, but I've got the spelling. It's www.matt, and correct me if I go wrong here, A-I-T-C-H-I-S-O-N.com. You got it, man. Ah, two points for finishing strong. You got it. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us. And for everyone who's tuned in, if you heard something that you believe a colleague, a friend, a family member needs to hear, we believe that sharing is caring. So make sure to share it with them because uh, we do love caring people out there. So make sure to share. And I look forward to very much to seeing you all next episode. 